guys. Hello. Welcome back. Yay. Okay, today's episode, we are going to just talk about some questions that we have seen y'all and other people asking on social media. We just kind of want to chat through some things that we think are burning questions you guys often probably find yourselves asking as you run your businesses. Yeah, so welcome to our new most likely repeatable segment. I saw it on social. Welcome to Trade Secrets, where we demystify digital marketing to help contractors get the most bang for their marketing bucks. This is for you if you're a contractor looking for actionable marketing insights. Learn from home services industry experts to elevate your business through simplified marketing strategies. Let's dive into today's trade secret. All right. There's so many of these we could cover, but we just tried to identify a couple of them that we feel like we've seen more recently um, and consistently over the years from all kinds of different corners of the internet, plus just some conversations we've been having recently with some new and potential clients. I was going to say, yeah, we don't really always stay up to date on like all this social chatter and all the social groups. We know there's just hundreds of groups. So we definitely, we peep in on it, <laughs> even though we don't always uh, respond and answer. So long time lurker. It doesn't mean we post very often, but we, <laughs> yeah. we're out there. <laughs> long time lurker. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this one, I think we've seen pop up in like roofing specific groups. We've seen it. I don't know, kind of all in, in marketing mm -hmm. groups, people chime in in like specific cities. So there's, you know, Facebook groups are like a breadth of knowledge, but also, I don't know, a lot of people trying to sell their shit. So yeah, or, or non-experts answering each other's questions. And sometimes that one's painful too, to be like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. When you see it and it was from like, out. yeah, you see it from like three weeks ago and you're like, Oh God, wish I could have helped out there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll fix it now. <laughs> All right. So this one we saw in like quite a few places and this is your wheelhouse. The question one I saw it on social is, uh, what should my ad spend be? Uh, Such a loaded question. Yeah. Such a loaded question. That's like somebody just walking up to you as a contractor and being like, how much is my remodel going to cost? No background, no nothing. Just what's it going to cost? Just keep that in mind as I talk through the nuances of this, like why that's a loaded question and everyone's answer is not the same. First, my first question for you would be, what's your goal with, with said ad spend? If you are somebody who currently, who your pipeline's really dried up and you need that phone ringing right now, I would say it's time to dig into those pockets a little bit deeper and really think about what you could afford to spend and then we could start talking about where you'd put it because you also have to be really intentional with where you spend it. You shouldn't just be like, I need leads. I'm just going to go spend my entire monthly $3,000 marketing budget on Facebook ads. Problem solved. Moving on. Mm -hmm. Stop right there. <laughs> but you really need to look at what your current uh, gross profit is. So what, what margin you even have there to spend on the ads. And then, as I said, think about where you, where you, um, where you're going to put that money. I would tell you if you just have a little bit to spend and you want to get that phone ringing GLSA all day. And I'm going to say that until some new product is on the market before you do anything in social, before you do anything in Google ads, anything else, get your Google guarantee, run those GLSA ads, set the budget as high as you can afford to have it and see what comes in. Because another thing you will find in a lot of markets, even when you do that, your phone isn't even ringing and you there's too much, it's so saturated that you don't even need much budget. But that is where I would 
that's where I would go. That's where I would put it. And you know, there's, there's different rules of thumb. A lot of people will just tell you like three to 5% of your gross profit is what you should be spending in Google ads or, or um, excuse me, and on ads in it's general. Like, no, yeah. Well, no, in ads in general or marketing, in general. marketing yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. So you could take a portion of that out and put it towards ads. But again, it's just, it's not, there is not one answer. So if you're cruising in a Facebook marketing group and you see someone post in there, what should I be spending on on my advertising for my contracting company? And someone gives you a flat answer without any, without knowing anything about your books and what's going on behind the scenes, don't listen to them. <laughs> well, it's also, and it's a matter of what's your expectation of the ads. You know, I, we, we do mention GLS all day and that's if you're looking for leads, but you know, there's a place for Google ads if you're going for a branding play. And there's a place for social media ads if you're just trying to reinforce the, the brand. We tell people don't expect conversions from passive users, which passively people are scrolling Facebook. They're not looking for, you know, a remodeler. They're not looking for a plumber, but they'll see your brand. And that's a great brand play. Those ads are super cheap. So it's also like, what's your expectation of the ad? Because if you need, if you don't have a backlog, you don't have anything in the pipeline and you need the phone to ring right now and you don't have time to wait, you don't want to do a brand play social media marketing cam, like paid social media campaign. You go GLSA and then if you need it, if you, if that's not working because it's so saturated and you got to go, you know, tie in some Google ads, like that number is very different than someone who's established and they do all their marketing, like relational marketing by sitting in the churches and they just need people to know their name and, and be sure they're, you know, when they go to get them vetted, you know, vet them out online. So it's like, there's so many caveats that go in there. You just ask yourself, what's the expectation of the ad? Is it to make your phone ring or is it just to help reinforce like your brand with, with your other marketing efforts? Right? Mm -hmm. say. Exactly. And what I typically find is when someone just flat out asks a question like that, it's because they need the phone to ring. Normally someone who's True. established enough <laughs> to run a brand yeah. campaign, they're like, they're not even worried about it. They're like, they've got enough happening that they're just like, I know I need to reinforce my brand. I'll throw another 500 or a thousand out of this month. Cool. Typically someone who's like, what do I spend? It's because they are desperate for leads. They're desperate Need for that notoriety. Work, yeah. And all the more reason why, if that's the case, you've got to dig in and look closer and look at, like you said, what your goal is what you can afford to invest in it, what you need it to cost, like ultimately like knowing what your close rate is and you know, what your, your profit is off of your average job. So you even know, okay, I have room to spend about X amount per lead because I know I close 60% of them and most of them give me this much profit. So there should be some math that goes in on the back end based upon your own internal numbers. Some marketer who doesn't know anything about your business cannot give you an educated answer about that question. <laughs> All right, next question kind of ties in. Where should I focus my marketing efforts? Oh, well, well, another well. good one. This goes back to your expectations. Um, this goes back to your your personal business, where you're at. Somebody who's, you know, at less than a million dollars in sales a year, we're going to have a different answer for somebody who is, you know, between five to 10 and is established and has been in their marketplace for a while as a great a referral program going, um, has some BD people in place, maybe an inside like marketer. Like there's, there's just, so um, so there's expectations, there's the timeline and budget. Right. Mm -hmm. And we always, you know, SEO is our bread and butter at elevation marketing. So we always, we always talk about that one cause it's easy, but well, it's easy to talk about. 
but it's long-term strategy. If you are just starting out and you're, you know, between one and 3 million, like, you know, you need to fill your pipeline. You need to fill your backlog. You need to, you know, need to have a steady cash flow, which sometimes is hard when you're buying materials and then you're getting paid, you know, 90 days after that. It, maybe that's not the best bet and you have to start with GLSA where it's a guaranteed lead for, you know, a guaranteed ROI for your investment right up front. Right. I mean, would you? Yeah, agree? I completely agree. I completely agree. And it's funny because there's a few different talking heads in our industry that will all have a different answer. Obviously we always skew SEO first and then there's some other things. There, well, there's plenty of other places. Not. <laughs> so well, either way, like I, I understand it's one thing if you're putting together a full scale marketing plan, we're always going to tell you the SEO should should hold a Be pretty big it, chunk yeah. of that. But there's plenty of other talking heads in our industry who will say like social media is where you should start. And you and I both agree in most cases for contractors, we wouldn't necessarily say if you've got the internal resources, if you're going to devote some of your internal resources to marketing that social is where you should be putting all of your eggs because I'm not hating on social. There's a place for it, but back to your point earlier about being pa about passive audiences, it is not necessarily, someone's not actively going to social to be like, I need to find someone to remodel my house or re-roof my home. They're going to go to Google to do that. They're going to go to social to look at cat videos. They might find, see you on social and be like, Oh yeah, I've been meaning to look into that. This company looks cool. I can go look you up. But that's, you know, it goes back to that's a brand play. And we, I just feel like too often we talk to contractors who maybe have an admin who does half of her time doing all kinds of stuff around the office and half of her time is expected to be devoted to social media. And if they really looked at how much they were paying her and what they were getting out of it, they would probably figure out that that's not a good use of their resources. And it's probably not where they should be focusing their marketing efforts. doesn't mean that it couldn't be part of it, but it definitely shouldn't be a, the end all be all of your marketing efforts. That might not yeah. be a popular answer, but I really, I think it's your, it. <laughs> well, it's your, it's your opinion. And I share that opinion and that's based off of the, you know, I, I guess you know, that the contractors we worked with throughout the U S Canada and Australia, it's based on our experience. So that's where that opinion comes from. You know, maybe a social media marketer who focuses in the contractor space, they might, they might have a, you know, a different experience and different, mm -hmm. a different data set that they, they have access to that we don't see. But, you know, our clients, nine times out of 10, they've tried going the social route because, you know, it does seem fun. And their the video is is massively popular. But that's just it's it's a great branding play. But in terms of conversions, uh, you know, our clients and people we've talked to just it's 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 not a converting platform. It's fun. It's a good place. It's a time suck. And there is definitely a place for it with SEO. But again, that's one of those things where it's like, what's your expectation of it? Do you really think people are converting and signing on the dotted line? And if that's your experience with it, awesome. That's just not what we've experienced in the past 10 years. <laughs> exactly. And then one of the things that we see too, more that's happening all the time is that organic reach is just totally eroded in social. Facebook and Instagram yeah. specifically, they've... They, they want you to build this brand online on their platforms and then they slap your hand because they know you're a business and they their algorithm works against you and they want you to pay for that, that post to even have any visibility. So you could have somebody creating incredibly beautiful content and working around the clock for you to post all this stuff. And most of it's probably not even going to get very many eyeballs. Even And it's not necessarily a reflection that you're not doing a good job. It's just like the, the different platforms, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're on, 
are not going to favor it because the, at the end of the day, they're advertising companies. They have to make money. Yeah, so it's also pay. one of those. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things that like, I hate seeing people that have like, like worked tirelessly at creating these, these beautiful profiles that, yeah. at, that now, yeah, it's a great asset, but like you can't, you're, unless you're willing to, to not only invest your time in creating all of that beautiful content, also take some of that marketing budget and use it to like pay the social gods. How's it even going to, it's not going to pay off. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like you, the organic reach for like pages, once you like are classified as a page, it's like a big flag to Facebook. Like, okay, you got to pay me. Like, even if they showed your content, cause it had a lot of engagement and people like your content, the second they start seeing how much engagement it has, they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to pull that back. Cause I'd like to, uh, <clears throat> cash in on this. So yeah, it's like you, you get, you end up getting punished for all that hard work you're putting in. So if you yep. are going to go down that route, just make sure that you kind of the way, like if you run out Yelp ads, just plan to do it forever because once you stop, they're going to, they're going to make you hurt. So just put it in your marketing budget. If you're going to continue to do that and just know that it's probably going to go up 10 or 15% year over year to just keep getting those same eyeballs on your content. And, and again, I guess that goes back to the question we asked too. Like, what's your goal? What's the point of it? If it's when somebody goes to vet you out, they want to see like current content. They want to see you, what you've been up to. Great. You know, that's, that's great. And have it meet that goal that you have fresh content. People can learn about your company, see the team, look at like a, you know, an office lunch, stuff like that. And learning about it is great too and serves a role. And, and the way we use social as an SEO agency is a little bit different than maybe the way, you know, a contractor's mind thinks about social media and how it should work. But like, what's, you know, what's the goal of it at the end of the day? Are you doing it to get conversions? Probably not. Are you doing it because you see that everybody else is doing it? Probably. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's a good brand play and it's a good way to share your content. But just know what your expectations are and and match that with like the time and resources you put into it. You know, people, people exactly. are going to like not go with you because, well, now if you're a remodeling contractor, you definitely want to put like the best pictures in your, in your finished projects up there for sure. But if you're a roofer, like, I mean, you could, I mean, a roof is a roof. There's some very beautiful ones out there, but you know, it's, it's only going to take you so far. So just temper your expectations, I would say with organic social. Exactly. And then, you know, if you are, if you do have somebody internally that's doing it a lot, maybe quarterly or at least like biannually or whatever, just take a quick look at like their hours devoted and just make sure it's still making good business sense for you. It doesn't mean you tell them to stop completely, yeah. but maybe you'd be like, uh, maybe we could pull it back to two posts a week and be really intentional with them. So we're still active. We're still sharing those beautiful images, the ones that we know people react to the best, but maybe we don't have to do it every day of the week and it could save some internal resources. Yeah. And see, and use your Google analytics, see what, what traffic is coming through from social to your website. Cause your website is what should be converting them. That's the goal of it. And just, and look at that traffic, look at your organic social traffic as an acquisition channel and that'll help you make some informed decisions. Like, you know, are you only getting like 24 people that clicked through in three months? Like maybe you don't need to be devoting, uh, you know, 10 hours a week to social then to, to get 24 people to organically come on through. And yeah, just to reinforce what Amanda said, that it, it doesn't have, it, it could have something to do with your efforts, but likely not. It's just Facebook, Instagram, they're not serving organic content. So, all right. So next question from, I saw it on social. Is SEO really worth it? Well, well, well. Goddamn right it is. <laughs> it is. So this goes back to our core belief that like 
this is an asset that you are building with an external agency. This is earned media, not paid media. You know, this cannot be taken away from you. This cannot be stripped away from you. If you have to, you know, tighten the belt buckle, pull up the bootstraps, uh, and you have to kind of start maybe blogging for yourself. The Assuming that you, can... that you own your website and when, if you had to pull up the bootstraps, assuming yeah. that you assuming. do, then Yes. Great point. Assuming you own the website mm -hmm. and assuming you've gone with a reputable agency, you own that content, that content that's working for you, being crawled by the search engine crawlers that's, you know, helping you rank for a specific, it could be like a DIY blog, it could be project profiles, it could be like your, you know, service page, whatever. All of that content on your website, you should own. And and it can't, if you had to, you know, fire your agency and say, I love you, but we're going through a recession, can't afford you anymore. Everything they've done for you is not going to be taken away from you. And so, you know, you might have to modify and tweak it, of course, over time, but you've earned that media. Like you've earned that position, you've earned that media. And so we we think, yes, it's a hundred percent worth it, worth the investment. Um, and it is, it's it's a marketing asset that you own. So when you look at it that way, it's like, can you put a price tag on ranking when people search for services related to yours in the in the towns and the service areas that you work in? I don't think you can, right? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, active versus passive audience. That is an active audience looking for your service. I, I think as business owners, we would all day, if we got if we had to pick which line we were going to get in, if we had to get in a line where we got to like have FaceTime with someone who wants our service or in a line with cool people in the in, in, in and around your business who may or may not want your service, you're going to wait in the line all day where you're going to get FaceTime with the person who like wants your service. So yeah, talk, I mean, it seems like a good way to kind of look at whether SEO is where you should be putting those efforts. And I love the analogy of the, the SEO sailboat, the wind in your sails, you get that moving in the right direction and that's an asset that's working. And then you can start tacking on these other assets and trying and seeing what else works for your business. But this is already in place and it's gaining momentum. And then you can figure out other buckets to, to invest those marketing dollars. Yes. Yes. So SEO is the wind in the sail of your marketing ship. All right. Next one here. <laughs> oh gosh, this is a fun one. The question is, should I buy backlinks? This is related to SEO. This is, um, it's it's not super technical. A lot of, the, I, I think a lot of business owners, a lot of contractors have heard about backlinks. Um, yes. By now. But what they are is, it's just a link from another website that links to your website. And that's called a backlink. And some of those are worth more to you than others. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, spoiler alert, the ones you can buy typically everyone else can buy. So they're really not worth as much as like the earned organic backlinks from like your chamber of commerce, maybe a referral partner, you two, you know, guest blog on each other's blogs if it's relevant. If you get listed, you know, I don't know, like in a manufacturer's directory, those all count as backlinks. They're not all created the same. You should definitely, definitely, definitely be cautious when buying backlinks. Yeah. I feel like a good rule of thumb, I was going to say, is just if you're not working with an agency or an SEO spe specialist, a backlinks campaign is not going to suddenly make you start ranking without the whole SEO puzzle. So just cool your jets and don't let someone call and sell you on backlinks as if that's going to solve your SEO issue. Maybe this is a broad stroke, but I would just say 
if you're not investing in SEO, just say no thank you to anyone who tries to sell you a backlinks campaign because it needs to yeah. be vetted out by someone who knows what they're doing. And then we find people that spent $500 and then got a bunch of porn backlinks that basically throw off the, the value of their URL that otherwise was doing just fine. And then now you have to yeah. spend all this time and effort to remediate crappy links when you could have just not done it at all. It didn't, in the case of the person I'm thinking of that I know you're thinking of, it hurt them a hundred times more than it helped them. Yeah. And it was just he like a no passive. Idea. I could throw 500 bucks at yeah. that and just not even think about it and move on. It didn't do him any favors. So just, I think we should just say, don't do it unless you have an SEO person that's vetting it out for you. Yeah. Well, and not, and even I know that like not all SEO people vet it out. So like not all SEOs are created the same either. And so, you know, if you have an agency doing it for you, maybe that's a question you ask them because, you know, 500 backlinks from China pointing to your website give you no local authority. So even if they're not spam, but they're in another language that's still useless to you and actually drives down the value of your domain had it not had those backlinks pointing to them. But now your backlink number is up, right? It doesn't work that way. Like now you can see companies ranking number one on Google, you know, right in the map pack. You can see them number one on the organic results and they'll have maybe like 10 backlinks. But the the authority of those backlinks is higher than the than websites that are in position 10 with 1400 backlinks. So I agree broad sweeping stroke, like don't, don't buy them. Don't buy them if you're not doing SEO and make sure your SEO person knows how to vet out a backlink and, and isn't selling you on, you know, garbage. Yeah. And just one more thing on that before we put a pin in it. Years ago, old timey SEO, it was quantity over quality. And so you could probably find some articles on the web that are going to tell you that, but look at the data on them. It's, it's Google has long since updated the algorithm and does it quantity over quality is just not a thing anymore. So if you're doing your homework make sure you keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you know enough about it, you can look at this yourself, take the top three results like, and run them through one of the free like SEO tools and look at how many backlinks they have. It's crazy. Some of the really hard markets that we work in, like the top three positions, like they'll, they have like 12 or 18 backlinks. And then you know, positions like seven, eight, nine, ten have literally like 12, 14, like 1800 backlinks. So yeah, quality over quantity, both show. Last one, last one for this, uh, this, this episode of I saw it on social. How often should I post on social media? Well, well, well. <sighs> Again, we're going to repeat a lot of what we just said. Yeah. What's <laughs> your expectation? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, mm -hmm. what's your goal of posting on social? Do you think you're going to get leads from it? You got to post a couple times a day, every day, hashtags, reaching out, engaging on other, it's not just posting. You got to engage in other people's posts, follow other people, like their stuff, comment on their stuff. So, you know, but I would say if you're a small business and you're like, how many, how often should I post to social media? I would say once or twice a week and have it be meaningful and really good content and, and call it a day. Exactly. If you're wanting it to be a place people can come vet you out and see that you're a legit company and see your beautiful work and make, and be able to kind of humanize your brand a couple times a week is perfect. Yep. And if you, if you're, like you said, if, if you want to post a million times to ideally drive some leads, there's probably other things your sales guys could be doing to help you close those leads without having to create yeah. beautiful content. Because one thing that we all know with social is 
it takes so long. You look at it and if it's a well curated post, getting the image and and selecting the hashtags and doing and all the writing, the, writing and like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the things as an agency, one of the reasons why we don't love doing full scale, full scale social, we really just don't do it anymore. We do it a couple times a week for SEO for those signals is because yeah. a lot of people look at it and they feel like they should be able to hire you and pay you a couple hundred bucks a week, a month, and you're going to be able to build, create all this beautiful content. Because sure, it's like little short pieces of text. It takes so long to curate one piece of content you're going to post on all your channels. Like resize the image for each channel and like yeah and don't forget to add emojis add a call to action like look at the time of day that you're posting um you know all those does this image have text on top of it okay this one shouldn't like all of those things that you just don't think about how much then mixing up the media how many images a carousel of images one image a video like a, a story a story like yeah. it's it just goes on and on it's really it's it's really um intense and expensive and to be done right like it's better done by you internally and Anyway, like an agency is never going to know about the quirky things that are, you know, some of your like staff has going on or the funny things that happen. Like, you know, the guy that has to have like a, a bowl of Cheetos at every sales meeting. Like those are funny things that make your brand your brand and you can share those. We would have to ask you for that. And then, yeah, so. But this does make me also think about one more question that wasn't on this list, which was, do I need to post on every social media platform? We've been asked that pretty frequently too. And <clears throat> the answer is no, you don't you don't have to, but should you absolutely have your profile on every social platform? The answer is yes. You want to claim claim your brand on those platforms, even if you don't use them, but also they can serve as a backlink, <laughs> healthy backlink for your website, and they have a high and domain free. authority. And free and a high trust score. So yes. Have a branded uniform profile on everything on X, formerly known as Twitter. I feel like there's a joke in there about Prince and the artist formerly known as. But anyways, claim your profiles, brand them, make sure you have your website URL in them and um, your physical address. If it allows you, call it a day. It's not that hard to do. So, so that's it. So let us know what you think about our new segment. I saw it on social. I know you're going to comment on how much you love it when I say it that way. And if you've got questions you'd like us to address on our next one, send them to us. Uh, we'd, we'd be happy to. We, we, love, we love helping. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. That was today's trade secret. Thanks for listening. Did you find this helpful? We're just getting started. Subscribe and don't miss our next reveal. Until next time.